a huge declaration at the start here. I have serious baby brain going on, so I don't know what is going to happen here. And I feel dopey as hell. Um, and I know you guys won't be able to feel this or smell it, but Griffo has really bad PO because he hasn't had a shower, obviously, in a couple of days. That I can tolerate, but your dopiness, <laughs> I'm just over. I cannot deal with it anymore. So you that's lose us. everything at night time and <laughs> throw everything on the floor and I've got to wake up in the middle of the night to you getting upset going, oh, I've lost my nipple shield or where's my pump? Oh, Jesus. Or I've knocked stuff off the side table. Well, I'm trying to feed a goddamn baby. Anyway, welcome to First Time Parents. That's what we're here for. <laughs> yeah. I'm Heidi, this is Griffo. We're married just shy of a year. We've just had our very first baby, little Memphis Ari Anderson Griffiths. And um, <laughs> we're a few weeks into being parents. We stayed at the hospital for five nights, which we're going to delve back into because the last time we spoke to you, we just gave you our birth story. Um, and then right now we thought, let's delve into the first few weeks of parenthood. There's a lot of shit to say. I mean, we've been dealing with a lot of shit as well. All sorts, yeah. <laughs> but going back to soon after we met the little guy. Which um, was just after childbirth. I just had a C-section. We just got up to the room. Yep. Got settled in, had some photos with your parents and yeah. our little guy. And then the midwife came in and did a blood test. And unfortunately, the number was quite low. I think it was 1.1. It was 1.1. And I didn't know because I'd been obviously doing my sugars because I had gestational diabetes, which is like pregnancy diabetes. And I didn't realise that babies still had similar sugar levels to us because they're so little. I thought when she said 1.1, I was like, well, isn't that good? <laughs> <laughs> naive. But naive. But yeah, so, and then she did it again, this nurse, when we were in the room and she was like, oh, it's not that it's not the machine. It's not broken. I'm going to have to get him down to neonatal. And I thought he'd be gone for like half an hour. And at that stage, you were just like, you wanted to sit down, didn't you? You wanted to have a beer. We wanted to celebrate. Yeah, we wanted I think to just, just stare. Beers. Steve-O brought some beers in. That's my dad. And then, um, yeah, we I, I went downstairs with him. And uh, the first things first, they test him again um, with their machine. And the blood level came up to, I think it was like 2.2. So the machine they used up on the in the ward, that was uh, faulty. So that was a good start, but it was still lower than what was uh, needed, which was 2.6. Mm. So after that uh, poor reading, um, they fed him some formula, had to wait an hour, then retest. And if it was above 2.6, he would be happy to come back upstairs. But unfortunately, it came to 2.3, so still under. So at that stage, the next step was for them to put a drip in his arm and uh, get some um, sugar pumped into his veins, get his um, blood sugar back up to where it should be. Yeah. And so had to stay in overnight. So I was there for about four, I think two got, or three hours. Yeah, I think you got back to the room at like 9.30 or something. And I was just sitting there like obviously telling people that we'd just had a baby, messaging some people. But I felt so disconnected and all I wanted to do was be with our little baby. Like I just had him for nine months in my belly and then he was whisked away literally after just meeting him, you know, and for an yeah. hour, an hour and a half. And I was in such a daze because it had been such a huge day. Tried every kind of thing for the birth, <laughs> natural, epidural, and then a C-section. And all I think all we wanted to do was stare at him. So it was a really long, kind of sad night. I mean... The, it's like the someone positive. stealing your present yeah. after you just opened it up at Christmas time. Yeah. Like as a kid, you know how like sad so that is true. and de debilitating. You just Yeah, like distraught. your parents have taken off you. You've been naughty. 
and that's just exactly how it felt with us. And even though I was with him downstairs, I wanted to, you know, share him with Heidi and, you know, us as a new family. And I really wish that I pushed to get down there because I felt okay. Like I definitely felt fine. And so they told me the next morning that they would have me there straight away to go see him in the morning. They'd push me in the wheelchair. <laughs> We've just got a delivery at the front door. <laughs> you better go get that. Um, we just had a parcel arrive. I wonder if it's a little present for Memphis. Um, like we said, this podcast is unedited, so anything could happen. The baby's literally sleeping next to us, um, so he could wake soon as well. Is it a present for Memphis? No, it's for you. Oh, Um It might be my breast milk cookies that I ordered from Milky Goodness. Yeah. There's your plug. <laughs> um, so anyway, so, at, yeah. so basically that night was really long. I had a lady come in. She was a midwife and she was so sweet. She was coming in and draining my boobs for me um, and getting out the colostrum and then she was running it down to neonates. Um, but, I mean, all I wanted to do was bond with my baby and I felt so disconnected and I knew the next day that we were announcing on, our, on my radio show in Perth and then we were going to tell everyone on social media and so for me, waking up that next morning, I felt completely disconnected. I felt like I didn't, I was living this, like, didn't even know what life I was living. The baby blues. The baby blues yeah. hit me really hard on day two. And that's obviously because we'd had such a huge high. And then come down was massive. And then, like I said, I announced on the radio show and I actually felt like I was announcing something that I wasn't even attached to because yeah, he wasn't even have there. It wasn't in your. Possession. Yeah. Yeah. And so I actually felt really sad and disheartened and I was getting all these congratulations messages and then I was just kind of like, well. What are we celebrating? Yeah. I don't, I don't. I haven't even seen my son yet and I don't even feel this connection that I'm supposed to feel. And when we got there downstairs, you pushed me down in the wheelchair. I've never been so happy to see something in my life. I know we got married this time last year and I was so happy to see you at the aisle, at the top of the aisle, but seeing, seeing him, I can't another, even tell you. Another was, level. Yeah. yeah. It was like meeting him all over again when he came out my tummy and they kind of, we got there and it was this, the lady that was at there was kind of talking about how he hadn't been feeding properly and she was a little bit worried and so she wanted to get him on my boob remember and then so we I started to try and feed him but he was really fussy and then everyone just kept telling me about these fussy babies oh it's he's a boy he's lazy and I'm like well he doesn't know what he's doing he didn't even have his mum the night before you know what I mean to have yeah. that connection and get on the boob yeah. and for me to try and feed him through the whole night and then he's gone and got bottle fed the whole night like this kid hadn't like it wasn't a natural biological thing, you know. Yeah. So that was when we also had there. the horror show down in the neonates ward as well, which added to the baby blues. So I got up after trying to breastfeed him, and then they were trying to say that there was something going on with him, and that he wasn't feeding, and we needed to get another drip into him, but they couldn't get the drip in his hand. So they then remember he said they were going to have to do this procedure. Through the belly button. And I literally, I think I was in shock. Yeah. And then I got up after I handed the baby to this lady and there was blood just gushed out of me, <laughs> like all over the floor, all over Made the white yeah, um, stockings, stockings that I was wearing that were for um, I, for the compression. 
And it was just lucky that no one was there visiting their child at that moment because I just fell into my wheelchair and just cried and cried and cried. And I said, get me out of here. And you put me into the toilets and I just sobbed, didn't I? Yeah, it was pretty sad because, like you said, you just got the news about little guy. He was Um, going in for another procedure, like we couldn't take him up with us. And then, yeah, that happened. It was just a... A bad day. It was more of a bloodbath than what happened in the C-section, I think. Yeah. No, it was pretty bad. <laughs> so that just added to it. And, um, oh, we've got a stirrer. Oh, we've got a stirrer. So bring him over. Let's have a little cuddle. He might need some booby. So I am breastfeeding him at the moment, actually. And that is a fucking battle in itself. Um, and it has been for me because of the laziness of this child that they kept saying. Um, so he's cuddling his daddy right now. Aww. Memphis says g'day. Oh, isn't he cute? But yeah, so anyway, long story short, he basically had to be in neonates for three nights. And we were going down every three hours to try and feed him. And I was also expressing at that time as well. So we were trying to feed him the colostrum. We were trying to feed him the boob. And then... When one of the doctors said, because he had that little procedure with the drip going through his belly button, they kind of said to us on day two, look, it's awesome that you're coming down and bonding with him and doing this stuff. And, you know, we're coming down through the middle of the night and everything. But they did say, look, we want to get him out of here as quick as possible. And we think getting him on formula. Pump him as much as he can. Get your your numbers that we know he's getting X amount. For his sugar levels. And then that way we'll get him out of neonates and he'll be up in the room with you and you can connect and do everything then. And I I knew that what they were saying was right, but I also had that instinct of I just still want to connect with him. I just still want to connect with him, but I trusted in the process. And now, like I said, well, I was just talking about the breastfeeding when you went to grab him. I am struggling like he is up and down. I'm using a nipple shield. Um, yeah, and look, whether that's exactly He's still from, on the bottle sometimes. I know. Whether that's from, you know, the three nights of um, feeding in the neonatal ward, it may be, but I, I still feel that, yeah, maybe guys are just a bit shit at sucking the nip. <laughs> <laughs> so the bottle's easy. As well, you were never shit. <laughs> nah, I know what's good for me. Oh, that's so funny. Your mum said that you were on the boob till you were four. <laughs> <laughs> is that all? Yeah, she was, went light on me. 14, Thanks, I yeah, think she was yeah. always to say. Um, but, yeah, so anyway, long story short, that's what we ended up doing and we got him up to our room on day four. So it was three nights. Which was a nice and, surprise because we thought we were going to get him in the afternoon. Yeah. And then we're sitting in our room it's like they delivered getting him. ready to go downstairs and meet him and we yeah. had a knock on the door and we had our little delivery at midday. Yeah. So that was just an awesome surprise and um, we just thought, wow, it's now just me and Heidi and Memphis in our room. Yeah. We don't have to go down every three hours to feed him and keep an eye on him and then leave him with the midwives. It was just, he was all ours. So it was a, an awesome feeling. But at the same time, it was quite scary because like, that fuck? was like We've the got... first time of like, <laughs> this is our child in our possession, <laughs> yeah. our responsibility. Yeah. Can we talk about um, how we, because we were going down and visiting him ne- neonates. He was always so peaceful. Like he never cried. He was always <laughs> like the cutest baby. And like he was a bit fussy he, on the boob. Easy but... to hand feed. Yeah. Always just chilled. Yeah. And, and like always just so peaceful when we would go down there that we thought we had fucking hit the lottery. Yeah. Like that we'd won Perfect the lottery. Little angel. And then that night we learnt 
<laughs> that we our had baby the devil cried. <laughs> and he actually cried. We because we hadn't really seen that. No. And I remember we were just like, holy shit, yeah. what have we done here? What oh have my we God. Got? So because obviously I'd feed him, you'd feed him because we were doing bottle and boob. And we would then put him down and then all of a sudden he would stir and, you know, cry. And I'm like trying to look out for feeding cues. And then the real funny thing about Griffo, and this is shows his personality, is he's very rigid and he needs to do everything exactly by the book. And they told him to feed exactly to three hours. And I was like, oh, he's giving me feeding cues. No, we've already fed him and it was only an hour and a half ago, Heidi. We're not feeding him until it's three hours, not knowing that a newborn doesn't know this. But that's what we were told. And, you know, if I get told something by a professional, I'm going <laughs> to adhere to that and abide by it. So we were told, right, 35 to 40 meals per feed and every three hours, eight feeds uh, in a 24-hour period. And that was sort of how we just had it delivered. And, <laughs> yeah. and you know, that was okay. But we saw the lactation uh, nurse the next day. Thank God. And you know what? And, can and I just say, can everyone see a lactation nurse? They are amazing. Every second, yeah. Yeah. And we... We had a chat with her and she was like, oh, how much were you feeding him? And I said, 35, 40. She was like, oh, that's no, that's not enough. He was screaming for yeah. food. And I was like, well, that's great because we didn't know that. She goes, they needed about 55, 60, so kind of like another third yeah, so of we were, food. And so I was thinking far out, like, yeah, if I'd known that, I would have fed him, you know. But anyway, <laughs> so the I first guess it's, night, yeah. we had this screaming child who was hungry. We were, there was our first time parents, it was our first night with him. Like, and no one gives you a handbook either. And even like, if they did, it's probably wrong. It's no. Probably, it's probably written in Chinese and you can only speak I English. Wish, so. <laughs> I wish there was a handbook out there. And that's why I guess we want to share our journey as well. Because... I guess that would be like a handbook for the female race or well, the know, male like, race. You know like, how... We're never going to know everything. <laughs> well, so. you know how they have those computer books for dummies? Like maybe they need like a parent's guide for dummies because I felt like I needed it. And even coming home, I felt like I've needed a guide. Because I've questioned myself so much. And the hardest thing I've found about the first few weeks at home is everyone keeps saying, trust your intuition, trust your instincts. I fucking don't have any right now. I'm in my head and I can't make a decision about whether he's hot or cold or when I change his nappy, like I get panicked, he's going to piss on me. And then he does. He pissed on me twice the other day. I just, is he hungry? Is he not? Griffo, what should I do? Like, do you know what I mean? I'm not trusting myself. Well, when in doubt, just go to your bag of crystals, babe. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> when in doubt, Google it. I've fucking Googled so much stuff. I've Googled uh, that's his probably burping. The worst I've thing. Googled his grunting. I've Googled his um, poo colour. I've Googled his skin. I've Googled everything under the sun. Why isn't my baby sleeping? Does my baby have colic? Blah, 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 blah. There's plenty of contacts out there to get good, legit advice. Oh, no. I think Google's okay. Google's been fucking brilliant. You know, there's definitely some good information there. And we were told as long as you do it, or if you are to do it, just make sure it's from a genuine site, not some backyard blogger mm. or something like that like oh. me and Heidi <laughs> <laughs> um, but I actually have enjoyed reading heaps of blogs in the middle look, of the night they, they are good because I guess it gives um people insight to their uh findings and what they've found was helpful yeah. and whatnot um but does it give you the science behind it no but hey if it works for you great take mm. out what you want 
But at the same time, don't read into it too much. Oh, you read here into he it. comes, everyone. Councillor Griffo. That's it. <laughs> if you read into it too much, you worry like Heidi. And that's why I have to deal with her shit. I'm like, just let him go. He's fine. He's all good. And, and he is. He's got an outbreak of pimples at the moment. But That's Milia, I think. That, that's, that's what they're called. That's and probably that's... from mum eating all the chocolate. So. <laughs> well, I've eaten a lot of shit. Um because I had the gestational diabetes, I've eaten a lot of shit and I, I don't feel bad about it. Um, but do you know what another thing that I felt like we should really talk about? And I had a chat with my mum yesterday because I've struggled with the breastfeeding. Um, oh, I and I know a lot of and a lot of people have had um, had issues with that, but we have had the lactation nurse. But my mum said, stop trying to be perfect. And when I spoke to a couple of my girlfriends that we met the Cancel other day, <laughs> Loz and, and Steph, who both have children, they said that their biggest regret when they were first-time parents is that they worried too much about trying to be perfect, like trying to, you know, breastfeed, like they were putting all this pressure on themselves with forgetting that they've never done this before. You can't be a professional you know, first time round. Yeah. You know, you put so much pressure on yourself to be the best and to be perfect. And I think a bit of that's fine because you want to strive to be the best. But at the same time, don't beat yourself up and don't get yourself all caught oh. up when, when it doesn't go to plan the first, the second, the tenth time. It will come good. And I you know, know what? Eventually, if it doesn't come good, that's all right because sometimes things just don't work as it should do. I found and that, that be really your body. hard that could though. Be his, his body and, and that's fine and that's where you got to keep persisting but then after a while you go look this is putting way too much pressure on me as a as a mum trying to breastfeed um the milk's not flowing or your coordination or the baby's not sucking right shit happens if it doesn't work it doesn't work yeah but that's Just, easy you, to say when you're so desperate to feed why? your child but then you're putting I, yourself through so much stress and pressure and then you can't perform to be just a mum let alone i know feed. and they say that because i googled it they say that the babies um feel the tension of the uh, mum and milk so probably tastes like shit because it's got stress in it <laughs> well the other night i remember i've really i was like i know this is going to sound bad but I wanted to throw the baby out the window because he. Uh, how Put can you? How it, can yeah. you love something so much? This is what I find like so hard. How can you love something so much and then think, oh my god, like I can't like because he wanted to feed. He was starving, but he wouldn't get on the boob. And then I was putting the nipple shield on and it was so fucking frustrating. And then because I read in Google, don't fucking get tense. I think I was beating myself up because I've got tense. Then That's I just impossible. came I just came over you to you. Not. You I was, can't yeah, not get tense. I know. You've got his sleep deprived. I know. You know, you're sleep deprived, you're frustrated that your boy's not feeding he's got a little tanty going And you on. just want to know Mum's what's tired. wrong with you? Like, talk it's, to me. And look, you know, I mean... And so I came over to you and I was like, just hold him just and settle him. him. And that's what and you're going to do. And then as soon as soon as you did that, he obviously felt like, oh, a different that's presence. And then, and then he came straight on the boob after that. And that's what you got to do. I think you need to share little man or little girl around from one to the other because... At times, I mean, I got frustrated. Um, I think it was maybe our first night or second night home because he wasn't sleeping too well. And then, you know, I was just like, oh, 
he's given me the shits and handed him to Heidi. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with getting upset with your, your kid. I think, you know, as much of a so we really aren't, we aren't mind readers. No, and that is frustrating when you can't help him and he's just crying in your face and you're doing everything you can, like dry nappy, fresh clothes, he's warm, he's fed, you've burped him and you're thinking, Jesus Christ, what more does this kid want? Mm. And he's still screaming at you. And in the middle of the night when you haven't slept much, that's going to give anyone the shits. And if you need to handball your kid to your, your wife, your grandma, um, our nan, someone, my mum's here at the it. moment. Like, that's what, you, you know, your family or friends are there for to just share You should, You load. shouldn't, I guess it comes back to that pressure that you think you've got to do it yourself. It, like, do you know what I mean? Like that you've got, you must be able to raise your own child. Yeah. Do you know and what I mean? You and you must be you able to. Fail. That's, that's what bullshit. I think. Sometimes I that's feel like bullshit. that when I'm rocking him and I can't get him to settle because sometimes it might be that he just wants that cuddle, but he's worked himself up. He keeps going that I sometimes think I've failed because I'm like, oh, my God, I'm his mum and I can't even settle him. Yeah, well, that I think you just got to get rid of that because that's not fair on yourself. And like I always say, you know, it's good always having, you know, a healthy baby and a happy baby. But at the same time, if you and yourself aren't happy and healthy, how can you be the best for your own kids? Mm. You know, you got to stop beating yourself up. Like if you've done something stupid in life, yeah, fair enough. But this is something so new. You just can't. You can't beat yourself up. you just got to look at it as a learning curve and then better yourself for next time round. It's, do you know, and it's funny because I've spoke to so many, because so many of my friends are having babies at the moment. It's kind of like round, um, you know, the next round because so many of my friends had babies when we were real young, but now I've got a whole heap of new friends. And the hardest thing it's, is that we've found, like we've talked to each other and vented to each other how fucking hard it is. And one of my friends said, like, parenthood and the first few weeks is like, the perfect mix of magic and chaos, but no one wants to talk about how hard it is because we're told, oh, you're ungrateful. You're not appreciative. You're not appreciative. And and we understand that not any not everyone can become parents and have that blessing. And so, you know, it's like shut up and just do what you're supposed to do. You know, and I think that and I think that if we all talked about it a little bit more, like I got so many messages off friends who'd just become mums going, ha, welcome to fucking parenthood. Like it was just kind of like this secret, this secret. Now you know how fucked it is. Like the first few weeks are hard. And like I I think we've had more, we, we definitely have had more good nights than bad, but the fucking bad have been bad. Yeah, they, you, I wouldn't the say you hit I rock think bottom, I had, but you oh, certainly... I hit, I've hit rock bottom. You know I've hit rock bottom. It's just the frustration is just so strong and it's so painful and it just, it really is like debilitating. The middle of the night is so tired and this kid's screaming at you. It's, it is hard and there's no denying that. And I'm, I'm happy to say that because I know that it doesn't make me a bad dad. You know, the next day... He's a fucking awesome it, dad. It completely, like, slips your mind the next day. It's just in that moment where you just go, oh, I've had enough. That's what I mean. Like, I can sit here all day and stare at his beautiful little face. Like, I don't even watch my Real Housewives anymore. He's the angel during the day and the, <laughs> the devil, devil during night. the night. But and we you love know, our little devil. <laughs> we do. And he's just, you know, he's, he's with you right now. We've had so many firsts. We've had, like, our first 
trip out to the Swan Valley to have lunch with the grandparents. We had his first shower, his first bath. And I changed his first nappy, which I just want to touch base on. <laughs> yeah. Those tarpoos are something special. I remember I was down See, I never ne- got to see it. I never got to see the tarpoo. The neonatal ward, that was when it first happened. The nurse was like, oh, have you changed him before? I was like, no. And she's like, all right, here we go. And she actually done the first one and I'd done the second one. But when she, so she pulled... So someone else changed his nappy for the first time. She had to show me because it's like, I've got to get some practice here. But when she pulled his nappy down, there was a big black shit, like big tar shit. And then anyway, she pulled out the wipe to go wipe his bum and out came this big shit again. How many and times like, do you want to say shit? I was like, there's my boy. And uh, on top oh, of that... Oh, I missed that. On top of that, he has got the almighty trumpet bum and oh it brings God. me joy every time goes off. And the funny thing is, we're I both like, it. who does he take after? Because I've got a trumpet bum sometimes as well. But we'll be laying in bed and then there's this massive ripping fart coming from this <laughs> tiny little, little human. And that's when we laugh. The will be shaking. Uh-huh. And that's, I think, what we said, like, you got to laugh at the, this situation because there are so many things. That, like the other night, I was trying to change his nappy in the middle of the night and he fucking shat on me and he... Just twice <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> But that's the things, you know, they're the things that you laugh at and you forget about all the bad times and as much as they are bloody hard, Mm. you you do get through them and here we are only two and a half weeks in and we'll probably be eating our words in another couple of weeks, but you you do forget about the bad times that have been and you just look forward to the the good times that you know are still Mm. to come. So, And if you are first-time parents like us, we're sending you all the love and all the positive vibes. And if you need to reach out to us, please do. You can do through my website, which is HeidiLeeAnderson.com or send us a message on Instagram, uh, which is underscore... Uh, at underscore Heidi Anderson, um, and then you'll find Griff through there as well. But what is it? Underscore. <laughs> underscore the real Griff. Yep. Um, Plug <laughs> that. <laughs> um, but thank you so much for listening. Next week we're going to delve into the baby blues a bit more and the f- big fight that Our we blue. had. Yeah, we had a big fight and I think, I'm hoping that's pretty normal in the first few weeks. It has to be. But we're about to divorce each other just under a year of, um, just under a year of marriage and just under two weeks of having our baby, we were literally heading for divorce court. Okay, that's a bit extreme. (laughs) No, but in the moment, that's what it felt like. It felt because we were sleep deprived. Um, and you Heidi know. just didn't do as she was told. <laughs> How hard is it? Jesus. Sorry, I'll get back in the kitchen now, mate. That would never happen. <laughs> no. Griffo's been amazing. He's done everything. And There's the biggest ass print on the couch of Heidi's bum. <laughs> yeah, That well, ain't going anywhere. I'm feeding our little baby. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, thank you so much for listening. Love you guys lots. And like we said, uh, share the journey with everyone else. Um, and if you're loving it, make sure you subscribe and also a review. And reach out to your family and friends when in doubt and when you need a hand. Don't hold back, guys. Yeah. That's what they're there for. You're not alone. And yeah. Well, it's funny. They, this is what me and my mum spoke about this morning on our walk. It takes a village to raise a baby. Yeah. And that's what you need to remember. It's not all on you. And I need to remember that. Like you we're do. talking to ourselves here. Um, but anyway, thank you so much for listening. We love you guys. Bye. Cheers. See ya.